We are on Tubis Ayin Aleph Amad Aleph 71a as we, um, towards the bottom as we continue our discussion about different cases where a wife takes an oath, uh, takes a neder, and the husband has the ability to, once he, the day that he finds out about it, the ability to either accept it, uh, to establish it, or to be made for it, to nullify it. And our Gemara now will discuss uh, what are the cases where uh, the husband has the ability to nullify it. It's not true for all cases. It's not true for all nidarim, all oaths that the wife takes. Uh, there are really only two categories. So just as an introduction, those two categories are inu nefesh. One is that if it causes pain to his wife, any oath that she takes upon herself that will cause herself pain, the husband has the ability to be mafir, to annul. Number two is uh, a category, which we'll see is not so simple, but it's a category which um, it, if it impacts the two of them. If it also impacts the husband, so then he has the ability to annul her uh, her neder as well, her oath as well. Uh, and so the reason why we come on to this in the Gemara is because we just explained that the last few cases of the Mishnah are cases where the wife is the one who takes the, the neder, takes the oath, and the husband decides to accept it, meaning he has a choice. To, uh, these are cases where he has the ability to either accept it or to, null, to, to, to nullify it. Uh, and the last case was a case of Rebiosi, or Biosi uh, says that when she takes an oath to say that she will not wear jewelry, uh, so then the Baal, the husband, has the ability to either accept it or to reject it. Uh, so the Gemara says, is that really true? Does Rabiosi really hold that when she t- says that uh, she won't wear jewelry, that that's, that falls under the category of cases where the husband has the ability to to be made for it, to, to annul uh, those those uh, those vows is that really true? So ask the Gemara. Is it really true that in those cases uh, the husband has the ability to annul those vows? We have the following brisa. The brisa says, according to the first opinion, not Rabiosi, but the first opinion says the following cases are cases which cause her pain. Cause her pain if she takes various oaths that have to do with the fact that she will cannot get benefit from bathing, or she will not bathe, or she cannot get benefit from jewelry, or she will not wear jewelry. In all these cases, this causes her pain, and therefore the husband has the right and the ability to uh, annul those those vows. Rabiosi argues. Rabiosi says, "No, ain't elu nidre inu nefesh, ve elu hein nidre inu nefesh shel ocha basav shel eshtayin ve shel eskashis be big day tzivonim." Rabiosi says, "No, it's much more limiting. The cases that cause her pain are not cases where she says she won't wear jewelry. That's not causing her pain. What causes her pain is if she takes an oath that says she won't eat meat or she won't drink wine or she won't wear very special types of clothing, um, or, or, or uh, she won't not, she won't wear colored clothing, which." Uh, is viewed as, a, as an embarrassment. And uh, so that's what causes her pain. But just to take an oath that she won't wear jewelry, that, according to Rebiosi, would not qualify as something which causes her pain. So that's a question on our Mishnah, because our Mishnah, at least the way the Gemara understood the Mishnah until now, our Mishnah seemed to imply that uh, the cases where um, uh, where she takes this oath and the, uh, that she won't wear jewelry, and the husband has the ability to either accept it or reject it. So says, answers the Gemara. We're now on the top of Ayn Alf and Bez, 71b. What is the case of our Mishnah? So it falls into the second category. There's another category. It's not just that things that uh, cause her pain, but anything that impacts the husband as well. So then 
so then the husband has the right to uh, annul that oath as well. Now, why would this impact the husband? So it has to be something which is much more direct than just not wearing jewelry. And so Rashi explains the cases where essentially she, she, um, she takes an oath with regards to whether she will put on this uh, cream or lotion that removes hair in her private area. Um, and so therefore that impacts him. That would definitely impact him. And so therefore this would fall under the category of cases where the husband has the right to annul her, her oath. The Gemara says, wait a minute, that's not really not so simple. The Gemara says that this is not so simple. Certainly there are cases, as explained by the, comment, by the various earlier commentators, that certainly there are cases which qualify under Devar things that impact him, things that, that obviously impact him, um, then he has the right to annul them those vows, once he hears about it, the day that he hears about it. However, there are cases where even though it impacts him, but it, these, are, these, are, these are things that he can get used to. He has the ability to get used to it. So if, it ha- if he has the ability to get used to it, that is an argument between Rav Huna and Rav Adabarahava. Rav Huna says, if it impacts him, but he can get used to it, he could still annul those vows. So that would fit. So then our Mishnah could be a case, like we mentioned before, where it impacts him, even though he could get used to it. However, Rav Adabarahava says that no, uh, he says, uh, no, that if, he's, if this is something that he can get used to, so then he cannot, uh, he cannot annul those vows. So then we go back to our original question. What is the case of our Mishnah? According to Rabbi Yossi, it's not, it's not things that impact him because he could get used to it. And it's not something which would qualify uh, and be categorized as inu nefesh, it's something which causes her pain. So the Gemara answers, kegon de talinu likishuteha, the cases where she says the follows. This is the oath that she takes. She says, if I put on jewelry, then I can no longer get benefit when uh, we engage in marital relations. So basically, the, 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 the main part that she's uh, forbidding upon herself is marital relations. But she's saying it in a way where she says, if I put on jewelry... So then I will not have be able to get benefit from marital relations. That's really what she says. Marital relations is certainly something which impacts him as well. Uh, that, that impacts him as well. And so therefore that uh, something which he won't get used to. And he has the ability to either accept or reject. Uh, or, uh, right, to reject, uh, to reject that type of an oath. But that's basically what she says. It's really that if I put on jewelry, so then uh, I cannot get any benefit from our marital relations. Could the Amr of Kahana... And this is some parallel to Rav Kana says, "Dumb Rav Kana, Anas Tashmishi Alayich, Kofim Amishamashto, Anas Tashmishi Chala Yifersh Lefish Ein Machin LaAdam Davar HaAsrlo." Rav Kahana says that if she takes an oath to say, "My husband cannot get any benefit from me during marital relations," that doesn't work. That wouldn't work. She doesn't have the ability. Yeah, that, that even from the onset wouldn't work. She doesn't have the ability to take an oath to say, "My husband cannot get any benefit." from me during marital relations. However, she does have the ability to say that I will not, I cannot get any benefit from marital relations. That's just about herself. Obviously, it impacts her husband, but, but it's about herself. I cannot get any benefit, which means she cannot engage in marital relations. She's taking such an oath. So that oath is chal. It exists. It, 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 it's, it's created. However, the husband has the right to, um, to annul it. The husband has the right to reject it because 
this impacts him. Uh, this uh, certainly impacts him. Um, and he doesn't want to create a situation where he will engage in marital relations and have her violate her oath. So therefore, he has the ability to annul her oath. Okay, so that would be the case. Ask Slimara, I understand. Why is this a problem? So why don't we just say that oath exists, but it doesn't impact him because she just won't wear jewelry. Let us tell her not to wear jewelry. If she doesn't wear jewelry, she's allowed to have marital relations. She's allowed to benefit from the marital relations. So let us just tell her uh, not to wear jewelry. Uh, and if she doesn't wear jewelry, so then the husband uh, cannot uh, cannot annul the vow because it doesn't really impact him. It doesn't impact him. So the Gemara answer is no. Imkain karula minuvelas. No, because uh, because uh, she really has a, a tremendous amount of peer pressure to put on jewelry from her friends. So it's nearly impossible. It's nearly impossible. She's for sure going to put on jewelry. And therefore, this would constitute as something which would impact him because it's almost definitive that she'll put on jewelry, which means that it's almost definitive that uh, she's, for, she's forbidding herself to have any benefits when they are engaging in marital relations, which essentially means she, she forbids herself from having marital relations. So to that, the husband could nullify that type of uh, that type of, uh, of an oath. Okay. So the Gemara now says, if this is true, if this is really true, so then, um, uh, basically, the Gemara says, sorry, Gemara uh, essentially asks, I don't understand. So what is she essentially doing? She's basically saying that um, she refuses to have marital relations. The case of the Mishnah is where the husband accepts it. He does not reject it. He does not annul that oath. He accepts it. Okay, so the Mishnah says that they have to get divorced right away. Why do they have to get divorced right away? This is actually a Mishnah that we studied 10 weeks ago. We said the Mishnah 10 weeks ago, and we said that we give them either two weeks or one week because we know of other cases where they refrain for two weeks or one week from marital relations, whether it's when she's in Nida, she had her period, and therefore they would have to wait, or let's say if she gives birth, if she gives birth, so then potentially she would have to wait for two weeks um, if it's a girl. So then we know of cases where, where they do not engage in marital relations. So why do they have to get divorced right away? Let's wait a little bit, a normal time, which, which they generally would wait, because maybe they'll find a way out. Maybe they'll be able to find a way out. They'll, they'll be able to ask a chacham to annul the, uh, a scholar to, to annul the vow. So the Gemara says no. The case that we had 10 weeks ago was the case where the husband is the one who initiates and he says that he's forbidding, he's taking this oath to not get any benefits from marital relations. In such a case, we'll, we'll wait one or two weeks. Why? Because the wife will say the only reason why he said this was because it was a, he was in a state of anger. He was upset about something. So he said something without thinking. So maybe he'll be able to retract. But in this case, this is where the wife initiates. The wife says she will not get any benefit from marital relations. The husband accepts it. But if the, she, now she, she's, she thinks that her husband hates her. Because the husband's accepting it. The husband's not, not the one initiating out of anger. The husband hears about it. He could hear about it uh, in a few days. He could hear once he hears about it. So he's not initiating. He accepts it. So the, the wife now thinks, ah, oh, it must be that he really hates me. That he really hates me. If that's the case, they have to get divorced right away. They would have to get divorced uh, right away. So there's a big difference whether the husband initiates. So that might just be a spur of the moment response. Maybe he'll back it backtrack and he'll back down. 
um, as opposed to the case where she initiates and the husband accepts it. So then in that case, they have to get divorced right away because from the wife's perspective, and uh, most certainly probably true, uh, the wife uh, thinks that her husband uh, truly hates her. And it's not just a spur-of-the-moment reaction uh, because he has the whole day. It's not just a one moment. He has the whole day. He didn't say anything the whole day or he accepted it. So then um, so then she thinks that he that he really hates her. Okay. A few more lines until the next mission, and then we'll conclude uh, this class. We mentioned in the uh, in the Gemara, sorry, we mentioned in the Mishnah that Rabbiosi says that uh, with regards to this case of of jewelry, that if uh, she puts on jewelry, so then she will she takes this oath that she will refrain from having marital relations. It says he differentiated between somebody who's wealthy versus somebody who's poor. Somebody who's wealthy, so then it's uh, it's thirty days. It would be a case where she says that for thirty days um, uh, she will not put on jewel- she will not put on jewelry. So that's already too much for somebody who's wealthy. She put they put on jewelry so often to say for thirty days is already too much, and um, we're very very concerned that she will end up putting on jewelry, and therefore will lead to a situation where she will forbid herself from having marital relations. But if she's poor, so she doesn't put on jewelry as much. Therefore, it's without any any with a with a longer time period. They might want to know how long is this time period. How, how long are we talking? Uh, meaning, if she doesn't give a specific time, so then for sure they would have to get divorced. But if she does give a certain time, um, do we also, ha- if it's longer than 30 days, do we also say that uh, she would have to get divorced? So the Gemara says, There's different opinions. Some opinions say um, a year. Uh, a year is viewed as a long time, and then they would have to get divorced. If, if, if They would have to get divorced right away. If she stipulates and says, that I will not wear jewelry for a year. That's already viewed as a lot. Others say it's ten. Excuse me, ten years. Rav Chisla Amar Avimi Regel Shakim Regel. That it's really dependent on if she, as long as she says by the next Regel, by the next Yumtov, by the next holiday. Since it's normal for all women to put on jewelry for the holidays, it could have been that she took the oath a uh, day before. Uh, it could either be a day before, six months before. As long as that once it hits the, time, the season of the holidays. So then uh, she would put on jewelry. So therefore we would assume that she would put on jewelry and then they would have to get divorced right away because it's an impossible oath uh, to fulfill. Uh, she will put on the jewelry and then essentially she will forbid herself from uh, marital relations and then they would have to get divorced. If, uh, if the husband accepted that, if the, the husband accepted the oath, they would have to get divorced. Okay, so one last line about Shir Islam Yom, Maishna Lam Yom, Shekin if she's wealthy, so then we give 30 days. Why do we give 30 days? Because um, it's normal for an Isha Chashuva, for an important uh, woman, for somebody who's wealthy, that uh, they put on jewelry within 30 days. Um, and so therefore, when she puts on the jewelry, that's when she's basically saying that she will not be able to benefit from marital relations. The husband accepts it. That means that she cannot engage in marital relations, and therefore they would have to get divorced uh, right away. We don't give them a week or two, as we mentioned before. They would have to get divorced right away because uh, she she knows that her husband really uh, hates her, and therefore that would be a, a cause and a reason for divorce. Okay, that concludes the Gemara, and we are up to the uh, the next Mishnah. We'll begin the next Mishnah in the next class.